0: It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speakeasily, and I'm your host, Krista Stauffer.
1: I the napkins, and I was like, actually... That's no. their true you gift just wanted, to myself. Like, get married and be the bride. And I was yeah. like, if something happens—a hurricane, a flood—they'll mm-hmm. have a backup to the backup. So okay, it was, it was, it okay, it was perfect. Did oh. you
0: choose Disney World, or was that yes,
1: yes? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I know you wouldn't think of this. when I mean, you a Disney fan? Went that you know, I was like, but you're opera. But it's it's actually surprising it's... how many people in our office are Disney fans. Like yeah. Jessica. Really. Um, our director of development. She's a huge Disney fan too. Okay. So yeah. How could you, you not know? be a Disney fan? Disney's great. I don't. I don't
0: yeah. think I've ever met somebody that's like, you know what? I hate Disney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would...
2: actually. I dated a girl who hated the Muppets once, and mm. honestly, specifically, I, I did. she she was like, no, I hate the Muppets. They're you stupid. Dump her, like, I did. Right then? I honestly did. <laughs> not right then, <laughs> but I did break up with her, and it wasn't like that wasn't the main reason, but, but that that was, it was it was a major weird. reason because I don't know, like, what kind of person hates the Muppets? You know? How like, can you? What's the the Swedish do... chef, come on. It's like comedy gold, man.
0: What did they do <laughs> wrong? Yeah. yeah. What about uh, the Fraggle they... Rocks? I don't they... know.
2: Rock. I, uh, she just said they were
1: stupid. You have to look those and, up. And, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love the not know. Lydia, yeah. this is way before your time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. No, you know the Muppets. Yeah. I mean,
3: yes, but like, it but, wasn't something I watched. Right, really? yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. They're yeah. coming back. The I
3: can
2: see it not being like... Impactful on you, that's one yeah. thing, but to say it's stupid and just yeah. write it off is like, Nat's dumb. Yeah,
1: I definitely wouldn't. Was it more yeah. like unprincipled? <laughs> she was trying to be cool by saying I, that? It
2: felt kind of like I'm that. Better maybe. Than the yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, <laughs> I feel like, what? Yeah. That is weird. But it's just something, you know. Yeah. Throw that out there, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got really sick. Mm-hmm. I was like, is that the baby? <laughs> <stuff?" laughs> it's Ben's favorite movie. That is. So. Uh-huh. Who's your favorite Disney character? Then do you have a character that you?
1: Oh, me? Yeah. Oh no,
0: no, I don't think
1: so. Actually, no. I, I like. I keep like. I, there's a good shuffle. I think Alice in Wonderland. Probably. Mm. You yeah. can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the fact that I always wear a headband? Except today.
0: I mean, yeah. <laughs> today yeah she does wear the oh yeah the, yeah the ribbon thing yeah
1: yeah no i'm kidding um i
0: like her yeah just that like is her a curiosity. weird movie though yes it it's is trippy yeah what's your favorite disney movie um that's tough i
3: know i i like the og ones
4: though
3: mm-hmm. yeah i'm old enough to not like just be like into tangled you know <laughs> I loved Snow White I when like I was Tang- little. Although
2: oh, like, well, Tangled is pretty great. Tangled is, Tangled
3: good. is a really good movie, but yeah. I, I feel like the OGs are still my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Snow White was
0: definitely my favorite as a kid.
4: Yeah, hmm.
0: I remember I did like Aladdin, and mm. I remember I actually got to share this. There was a night that one of my comedian friends asked us to, they did like a journal and diary reading from yeah, when yeah. you were a kid. So I shared my journal entry from seventh grade when my boyfriend and I in a group went to go see Aladdin. And I wrote in my journal, I just don't know if I like him anymore. I'd like to be in a whole new world with someone just like Aladdin. <laughs> 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 what was wrong with this? Yes! Myself?
1: <laughs> Taking it very seriously. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. That
0: was love. I mean, yeah. Disney really wrote out my love story. Yeah. And, that- and, I, and I
1: remember <laughs> when Pocahontas came out, that was like the first time people started talking about going to see a movie multiple times. Oh, I remember yeah. for Disney's. Yeah. Like that that was when you're like, Oh yeah, I saw it three times and you're like, What? <laughs> but I remember it was a thing and then Lion King, that was like yes, that's my whole favorite game changer. Lion King. That's, that's my was favorite one. I mean it was so popular that they had to re release mm-hmm. it like six months later. It's crazy. Because yeah. that
0: was like the new phase, Beauty and yeah. the Beast and the Lion yeah. King and Aladdin. Yeah, that was the
1: I like to call it the golden era. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like a re Yeah, and, and re Yeah, Totally. It.
1: And then it and then it went into the dark ages with yeah. like the cauldron and all that. But
0: whatever. Mm-hmm. Well good. then you had all the interesting live action Disney yeah. movies in the seventies and eighties. I yeah. did like Pete's Dragon. Yeah, that was sweet. that one made me cry. Yeah, have you seen me that? Me too.
1: And I would cry <laughs> in anticipation too. Yeah, I'm like I know it's about to open. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot,
4: don't go. No,
1: yeah, that one was really sad. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: And we were just talking about
0: Pixar movies. Yeah. yeah. Why do they have to make you cry? Because yeah. they're
2: damn good at it. No, yeah. I
0: know Like, that, like
2: they they just show off. Like yeah. I mean, up like in ten uh, minutes, they're like, I bet nope. I can make you cry. I can like, Yeah. The beginning of that. Yeah. Like existentially cry in ten <laughs> minutes. It's crazy. That's terrible. Yeah.
0: What movie makes you cry? Oh. Every time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you cry? <laughs> I cry a lot. <laughs> somebody, okay. I'm somebody dies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't cry, like, for
3: happy movies. So yeah. Well, it
1: was funny. So when we were doing Don Giovanni, I was, mm-hmm. like, sitting in the back. And I was like, and I was telling her, I was like, you can't cry in front of the staff. This is going to be mad. And she was like, <laughs> did okay. you? I mean, that was discreet. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard when you know what's coming to you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the singing was so beautiful. It was gorgeous. Yeah. So, Opera Columbus... Yeah. Okay, oh wait, are we what We've are been we doing? recording? Oh we have? It's yeah.
0: just this is a <laughs> conversation.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> this is, so you've probably
0: been interviewed. I want you to get that completely out of your mind this is not an interview. No, I tried
3: to yeah. tell her it's like Dax Shepard's podcast because yeah. I listened to one of your episodes, but she didn't
0: she's never heard Dax Shepard's podcast, no. so I was like, Well you'll you'll figure it out. It's just I think yeah. one of my now. favorites well and it was very the very blah, 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 blah. let me try to speak here. In the very beginning we had Ann Fisher on from Dak. Yeah. So when we finish, she's like, "How much editing are you going to do?"
1: What is life. editing? <laughs>
2: she seemed horrified. Honestly, yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Did she listen to it?
2: Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> she's I Fisher. Listen to it. I don't.
0: I don't. I don't know. I've listened to a couple, but it's it's like hard we, to listen
2: to your own. It, I think. don't like my own voice, know. but
0: also like we you have, have a great the voice. Con-
4: yeah. Thank
0: you. <laughs> you, you do, it's
4: to very Especially when you
2: do that.
0: I wish I had more of an NPR voice. Those are sexy. Well, um.
2: I can mic you up so that it sounds like that. All you have to do is just put a mic right here is in that your that face. It is? And yeah. And just
1: talk or like are like the real group. Yeah. You just have to talk very quiet.
3: ASMR. Yep. Yeah. What does that stand
0: for? I auto no
2: sensory something. It's basically yeah. I'll look it up here. This in one is what second.
0: Ben does when we ask a dumb question. He's like, I'm going to look it up. He's
3: fact checking. It's like Monica Padman. Have you ever listened to Dax shepard's podcast? No, okay. but I like um, Dax shepard It's like they're the co-host always is fact checking yeah. as they go. So.
2: Yeah, which is smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit like uh, uh, Chris Hardwick's podcast as well. Um, it, uh, the ID10T podcast, it's, yeah, similar kind of format where it's
4: yeah.
2: conversational and one person fact checks and, inter- <laughs> yeah, Googles. So.
0: Nice. So thanks for that, Beth. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> ASMR. The ASMR. Yeah, and I, my kiddo talks about falling asleep to that. I don't... Oh. Yeah. Probably because it's smooth. it's smooth. like relaxing is that what it's meant to be autonomous
2: sensory meridian response refers to the tingly feeling that travels from the head downward that some experience in response to certain sounds feelings or descriptions these can include soft whispering crinkling paper or a gentle touch
0: (laughs) nice (laughs) crinkling paper yeah like if you you get like really yeah right
2: up in the microphone and it's
3: that's annoying or like crunch things you'd
2: be surprised
3: I don't experience that when yeah. I hear it. Some people.
2: Some people don't. You know. th- some people do exactly that, and they scoff at it until like they experience it, and they're like, "Oh, I get it."
0: It's like somebody opening a candy wrapper in the theater.
2: No, yeah. that's like, different. No. That's you're trying to listen to something else. This is your listening specifically to the sound itself. But they
3: probably do open candy wrappers in some uh-huh. of the videos.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. No. Mm. Or cell phones going off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happens every time. Still. Still, and it's usually somebody that has the old-fashioned, yeah, telephone sound.
1: And then they're like, like "It's not me," and you're like, or it's broop literally broop broop coming from broop broop her bag." Burp, 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 burp,
0: Oh my gosh, it's horrible. Anyway, Opera Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. I do apologize. We had an all-day film shoot outdoors yesterday, so oh, if fine. I look like I've been hit by a bus, basically that's that's you where, do not. But <laughs> that's where we are today. So. <laughs> I was a little warm. All oh, right. Where are you? Where were you born? Let's start there.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it's it's a long journey. So get That's ready. That's where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> so I was um, born in Montreal, Canada. Okay. But then I also grew up in Paris, okay. and then also Brussels. Ooh. Then I went back to Montreal for my undergrad. So I did that um, at Concordia University in design for the theater. Really. Um, but yeah. I always had the opera bug. Um, Where did that come from? I I'm probably from my parents because they they, yeah they really liked it. And I have to say they did it right because okay. um, when I was a kid they took me to see my first opera <laughs> was Bluebeard's Castle. So oh wow yeah okay. so so that is uh, a pretty far out uh, piece. But at the same time what we did is like we read the fairy tale. So you got the yeah the whole yeah. context mm-hmm. and then we also went and coincidentally a children's mm-hmm. theater was also doing a. Uh, been on it um so i saw that the year of blue i know (laughs) but but it was great because then that's that's when i i realized you know like how music heightens everything in terms of the storytelling and everything and i i fell in love with it and then you know i we would always go to the opera Mm -hmm. but i i didn't necessarily think you know oh there's a career in opera right yeah um And so I actually went back to Canada thinking, you know, like I was in pre-med and I was like, okay, no problem. We're going to do that. You do have a Uh, (laughs) journey.
4: Yes. yes. Pre-med.
1: What did you want to do with that? I wanted to be a shrink. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, which in a way I feel like there's a lot of that in what I do anyway. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. um, So that was, that was not a waste of time. But the other thing I was doing is for my school newspaper, I was the theater critic because mm. I realized if I did that I could go see all the shows uh-huh. opening nights mm-hmm. for free Absolutely. and so yeah and so yeah. I, I would be there you know every week I would go and do that and uh, one of my very dear friends he was, was an actor and he was like Julia maybe you should think switching and I was like no 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 <laughs> it's just a passion <laughs> and um, and so um, uh, but he was like, you know, there are other jobs than being on stage. Yeah. And so, yeah. and he's like, you're always painting, and we, we lived in dorms. Um, you're always painting in your dorm when you're not studying mm-hmm. so maybe there's something to it so i ended up doing an internship with a set designer okay and i fell in love with it yeah. i was like oh my god it's so cool and
0: was it more the design aspect or more the like the building
1: so so for me it's it, it's interesting because like when you look at you know how shows are created right mm-hmm. like it's either the librettist or the playwright mm-hmm. you know they, they kind of provide the context and right. then scenography to the production design is mm-hmm. the second layer right yeah. like you can do Romeo and Juliet. But it's up to the set designer to be like, it's on space, it's underwater, it's and so I, I I love like helping. <laughs> that would be a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody take a big breath. Here we go. It sounds pretty
2: sweet to be honest, but I mean,
1: it certainly how, would not. How fun. would you do the balcony underwater? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's above, above the water yeah. and yelling through yeah yeah so, the roiling
2: sea in between. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I totally loved it, but I also was always drawn to. Um, because when I was talking with other um, designers, like Tony Walton, for example, uh, who we know him because he designed Mary Poppins and all of that, right? Oh, okay. um, and so he was like, Julia, actually, if you're a producer too, then you, you know, that's another way to actually push forward the mm-hmm. art form. It's not yeah. just, you know, as a designer, but like recontextualize that.
0: What is a producer? This is, you yeah. should know this. Here I am, a no, the, no.
1: The professional theater it's actor a, that doesn't really know what a producer actually does. Maybe
0: because yeah anyway what does a producer
1: do yeah no, in the, the process that's that's a great question um it really depends if it's through a company or if it's like independently generated but basically the producer makes it happen makes the magic happen yeah. so it's anything from actually finding the artists mm-hmm. or thinking dreaming up of the project and also finding the funding um but also putting out fires <laughs> or figuring out you know like <laughs> so it's a lot of like relationship building like this is where the shrink thing comes yes on, okay yeah and, and and um yeah i i always say 70 percent of my job is actually you know shrinks or people skills <laughs> and then 30 percent is actually the work because yeah. it's actually dealing with a lot of people and egos mm-hmm. and quirks and and all that fun stuff um
0: so as far as finding so, yeah. the artist then, I mean, is that is that in conjunction with the director or is that sometimes we yeah. want this person in there? And...
1: So it really depends on the projects. Mm-hmm. And so it operates a little different in yeah. the sense that um, usually the casting is done by the companies. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you rope in the directors, and you're like, this is your cast. And then they're like, well, actually, my vision for the show was a completely different person. And so you have that conversation of like, okay, do we tweak the casting, or or do we go ahead with it? Mm -hmm. I have a a little bit of a different approach, which is I actually love to include the director and the the conductor.
0: I'm sure they appreciate (laughs) that. Yeah, they really appreciate (laughs) that. Honestly, like, thinking as a director, I would be... Fearful of somebody yeah. just giving me these people, and yeah. I have to figure out. What to do.
1: No, and it and it's very different um, dealing with theater actors mm-hmm. than they're obnoxious. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh it's, my god, it's I... just different. Yeah. And then and opera um, actors, or I've also done a lot of soap opera, and that's a whole lot of soap bait. opera. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I worked two years, the two final years on Guiding Light.
0: Are you kidding? No. <laughs> so you know our friend Mandy Bruno then? Yes. <laughs>
1: she was on here. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, so I did that for two years as oh my well. Oh, um, But...
0: What did you... Yeah. What did you do for that?
1: Art department. So I did... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like everything you would yeah. see. And I... It was... I, I used to call him my... Unquote, day job because what it allowed me to do is I would design, you know, the shows, mm-hmm. and then I could do all the downtown New York theater oh, that I could want yeah. without being like, You want to pay me 500 bucks for how much work? Yeah, <laughs> um, so that was kind of fun, okay. and um, that's how I also got my feet wet, and I learned a ton, you know, dealing with cameras and everything because mm-hmm. it was. Right, in that sweet spot where there's so much reality TV yeah. and the soap opera world try to follow that, thinking like, oh, people are yeah. no longer tuning in every day of their lives right. <laughs> watching a show, unless it feels like soap opera. And unfortunately, yeah. it didn't work out, I but... Know.
0: Is it? But yeah. they're still on. I don't watch them, but they yeah. still have a couple on. Yes,
1: they? there's. I think there's still three left, but when... Um, but Guiding Light was the longest running show because it started actually as a radio show before oh
2: television God. even yeah. existed. Oh Wasn't it, like, one yeah. of the longest running of all It is, 74 years, yeah. Yeah. That is
4: insane.
1: Yeah. It, it, it was pretty epic. Yeah. Okay. But it's amazing because, like, it, it's literally generations of families that, you know, like, mm-hmm. the grandmother knew the first generation of the characters. And then, you know, like, it's, it's, it's super fun um, in that respect. And I learned a ton about product placement in productions because <laughs> uh, you know, you got to strategically think
0: about that. place
1: that Procter Gamble product uh-huh. <laughs> while the show is <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> That's crazy. so that was, that was, um, super interesting in, um, that respect. And then, um, I'm going to take a step back. So,
4: I did Just undergrad yeah. in Canada,
1: okay. and then when I did my grad school, I was actually looking for a university that had a really good opera program, which is how I ended mm-hmm. up at Boston University. Okay. And so I did my I have so I have an MBA in um, in management, obviously mm-hmm. in, in in arts, and Artsy. but I also have uh, a master's in um, design and production. Okay. So when, while I was wrapping that up, I started working on Broadway, uh, working with Derek McLean. And mm-hmm. so I worked with him for almost two years. Um, which was really incredible because he's such like a knowledgeable man about showbiz and, oh. you know, um, like everything. Yeah. Not only is he a brilliant artist, but he's really good at <laughs> like contract negotiations or any, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the surrounding things. And so I learned a ton from him. Um,
0: what did you work on on Broadway?
1: um so we did oh my god so so um and and that actually really helped my career um because he won a tony for 33 variations Mm. um so we worked on that i was so brilliant yeah it was great uh bengal tiger Mm. anything goes uh greece but more recently he just did moulin rouge i i mean Mm. i was long gone by then but um wow but yeah, no, it, it it was a really fun time, but at the, at the same time I was still kind of figuring out like what's my next step mm-hmm. um, because I mean, on Broadway it's so easy to get comfortable yeah. and like be a professional assistant mm-hmm. or associate because you actually make a lot of money doing that mm-hmm. and not being the designer. And then there was a brilliant play called um, Art. Hmm. Uh, no, red red red, red, red. red, 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 Yes. Where, like, there's this incredible speech between the painter and his assistant. Mm-hmm. And he was like, in two years, I'm firing you. you got to fly on your own and everything. And I remember, like, oh, here's another like, story crap, of me sobbing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was mean, like, crying and being yeah. like, I have I to have leave because I'm so comfortable mm-hmm. at Derek's. And so that's how I ended up um, on Guiding Light for two years mm-hmm. so that I could keep designing at the same time. Yeah. But through all that, I was still... <laughs> Um, doing opera because uh, I, I I love doing new works. So, in Boston, I started working with this company called Guerrilla Opera, and they purely do only new productions. So really? with them, I think I did twenty-two new operas, um, hmm. which is awesome and amazing. Mm-hmm. Does um, it
0: take it then from the concept of the the librettist and the composer? Yes, from, like start to finish. From and scratch. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
1: From start to finish. So from either us pitching them an idea or them pitching us an idea and it's specifically written for that ensemble and Mm -hmm. kind of building on that and that was incredible and at the same time in New York City so I lived a lot either in the Chinatown bus at the time because that's what it was (laughs) or the Amtrak depending Uh um, train but at the same time in New York City I was starting a new um, theater company called Exit Pursuit by a Bear yeah (laughs) and it was and it was um, I did not go to Carnegie Mellon, but everybody else but me in that company went to Carnegie Mellon, uh, which was hilarious. And it was, we transformed this loft into a 70 people, like immersive theater Mm -hmm. downtown. So on 45th and 10th. Mm -hmm. And it was like, anybody would come up to us and like pitch us projects. So we had Oregon shakes Mm -hmm. tell us like, Oh, this is crazily impossible play that we want to produce called these seven sicknesses it's five and a half hours we don't know what to do five and a half hours yeah and we were like brainstorming about it and I was like nobody will come back the next day to like you have to do it in one sitting because it wasn't popular to have epically long plays back then and so, yeah. um, Is it today? <laughs> I mean, there was a phase, I feel like right before the pandemic, I think now people are True. like, tell us about your 90 minutes productions. Honestly, uh, I'm kind of there too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so we did these seven sicknesses and we kind of developed based on, um, Ariane Mushkin's Théâtre du Soleil in Paris, where mm-hmm. like literally like with the cast, you eat dinner at intermission and you see them getting ready and all that. And people loved it. Really? So, and then with um, Billy Porter, we did um, we did uh, King Lear. It was all in drag. And this was before mm. he went on to Kinky Boots. Yeah. And what was fun is because we were downtown, all these other theater companies would come and, mm. and see shows. So um, we did Six Place mm. um, all together. And then, like, um, we did, like, The Further Adventures of Hedda Gabler. Like, we did mm. all kinds of really fun theater projects but so I learned a lot about immersive theater and audience Mm -hmm. experience which is what I love and enjoy a lot Mm -hmm. and then based on that because I was working at guerrilla opera which was a lot of like opera on your feet immersive then I got looped in with Boston Lyric Opera okay which is uh, where I became their associate producer um, for eight almost nine years um, at BLO so we did anything from you know, in the Harvard gymnasium, mm-hmm. uh, an immersive um, opera called Handmaid's Tale. We did mm-hmm. a Pagliacci in a real full-blown um, circus. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. So that is cool. I did I did a lot yeah. of that. So when I came here <laughs> and we were like, I, I that's why for me I was like yeah we could totally do Don Giovanni in a science museum
4: that's not a problem <laughs> and did yeah and
1: we did. And, and, did and I think that was smart because I yeah. think people just weren't prepared to um, come back to a full theater yet mm-hmm. and so what else oh uh, <laughs> I'm like what else uh, so in my <laughs> immersive show journey the other thing I do a lot is I work a lot in Asia um, mm-hmm. and so I did a Um, I work a lot also with a company that uh, like they produce like Sleep No More in New York and all that so we do a lot of those immersive shows so um, I went to Beijing for six months and we did an immersive Peter Pan which was 50,000 square feet and it was I mean it was incredible like we built a full scale like pirate ship where the kids Mm. got to climb everything Wow! they could hang out in the mermaid lagoon and all that and then the show would happen so (laughs) So I did that
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah. Sorry, this is Mrs. Yeah. Potts. Um, yep. She's I the, will
2: send her Roomba. home. Sorry.
0: What? Mrs. Uh-oh, Potts is down. the Roomba. <laughs> she um she's got a temper. Yeah. yeah. She has attacked my feet. She's attacked a couple of students' feet before. Like oh she's, she's a little pissant is what yeah. she is. Yeah. She's funny. a lovely cleaner, but that's what we're hearing in the background. Yeah. Sorry. I love it. Yes. Yeah. And you named her Mrs. Potts. I
2: did.
4: I
1: love it. Well, I wasn't <laughs> prepared perfect... to
2: have to name a Roomba, but you know. Big.
1: Here we are in life. And you control her from your phone?
2: I can, yeah, it's an app, or an activated thing, so I can just say, no, no, stop what you're yeah. doing and go home.
1: I think it would drive so, my ghost crazy. Yeah. I wish I could do that with my kids. Yeah. On an <laughs> app? Uh huh. Anywho, I went on many tangents, but yes, but that's I am here right. in Columbus. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs>
0: so when you when you get to a place where you want to do an immersive experience, yeah. how in the world do you, I mean, these are like these yeah. huge funnel ideas that come down into something that actually happens. Like right. you just have to think big and then figure out how to do it.
1: Yeah. Or just like, what is it that interests you about mm-hmm. that piece or like, so I truly believe, and, and um, Lydia and I talk a lot about this and i feel bad for her but that's okay (laughs) where like you know um and and it's the same way for fundraising right Mm -hmm. like we we fundamentally have a different generational audience
4: Mm
1: -hmm. um and it's not a bad thing it's actually a great Mm -hmm. thing because i think it kind of um allows us to stretch in different directions and i think like smart companies understand that and are excited about exploring all of that Mm -hmm. instead of hyper specializing Mm -hmm. somewhere because then I think that's when you start alienating people
0: because typically I mean a lot of people think opera yeah I've never been yeah it's just not
1: right and you're like it's not for me and I think um, that's one of the reasons why we're so excited about 40 days it's really exploring what opera Mm -hmm. can be Mm -hmm. and also just to say thank you to the city of Mm -hmm. Columbus and kind of like really do different productions over that yeah Um, so 40 days this is very ambitious Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like we're taking over the city in 40 days so it's um it starts may 4th um, 2022 all the way till june 12th and we're gonna do opera operatic opera curious performances (laughs) (laughs) throughout throughout the city so so it's anything from uh because we were talking about immersive shows Mm -hmm. We're, we're doing traviata in a downtown columbus hotel Mm-hmm. and it's literally you follow the experience of one of the Violettas and you follow her throughout the hotel which is super fun yeah. um, we're doing so in 1999 we did Venquii we did mm-hmm. the world premiere at Opera mm-hmm. Columbus and so we're doing a second production of it so, okay. that, so that'll be at a theater um, but we're doing anything from our installations that some operas performed in mm-hmm. we're collaborating also with our library you know because mm-hmm. we feel like it's the best way like through all the branches we're mm-hmm. talking to restaurants small business you know like nice. we're the gamut yeah, we, yeah we're doing it um mm-hmm. we also um are doing a world premiere with uh, uh oberland conservatory mm-hmm. and so uh, it's called the puppy episode which is fantastic it's about um i i'm, I'm really excited about those we can talk about it too but um it's um so in the 90s when Ellen DeGeneres came out mm-hmm. in an episode mm-hmm. in her TV show, yeah. it was called the puppy episode. Oh. And it's really about um, the impact of that in the nineties mm-hmm. on multiple generations of gay couples right. and and how they, how that impacted their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have a lot of, st- uh, I mean, our director and our librettist actually, they vividly remember like with their VHS taping it and coming home and, and watching that episode right. again which is, um, Hmm. yeah, that was, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So it was was kind of groundbreaking. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it really was. Um, but like, how cool is it that that can be an opera too now? Right. Like I feel like, and, and and that's what really those 40 days are for us is really embracing it and Mm -hmm. showing to people that opera can be so much more than, you know, the Valkyrie lady. Have you talked to Mike Larson about that? I have not. No. No.
2: Mike Larson is the writer from that episode. Episode? He's, oh, cool. He's actually local. Uh, he's Stop, in, it. He's, yeah, Stop it. Connection. Stop it. You need actually, to send us an
1: email. Yeah, yeah. I
2: will uh, yeah, put yeah, like, you no. in the same realm, because, yeah, like, he, he would be...
1: That's really, so cool. ...really,
2: really interested in hearing about that. Yeah. He's a local yeah. guy. He's, uh, he's hysterically yeah, He's very, very funny. He's been on the podcast. He's, yeah. Oh. Uh, Are yeah, running again? I think he is running again. I think he is running again, mm-hmm. so for something. He's a politically-minded guy, so, cool. yeah. And a yeah. comedian. And, and a comedian. writer. And, yeah, love it!
1: Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll get Thank to his you contact yeah. info on him.
1: And that's what I love about the 40 Days, is I feel like every time I talk about it, somebody's like, Julia, have you spoken to this person? <laughs> uh-huh. like, oh.
0: Honestly, I feel like, and you've yeah. been worldly enough to know, but I feel like yeah. Columbus has something special about people connecting one another.
1: A hundred percent.
0: And more so even in the last five to ten years. Yeah. And just...
1: So, like, that was definitely one of the things that drew me Mm -hmm. to um, Columbus. Because whenever I was talking to people, they're like, oh, yes, you can collaborate with these people and these people Mm -hmm. and these people. And to me, that was so incredible because... So in Boston,
4: mm-hmm.
1: not, I mean, I love Boston, yeah. but it's more like, okay, what's your pedigree and let's see what you do. And in one year we'll talk about doing a show together mm-hmm. and here, like, we're like, we're going to do Don Giovanni at Kosai. All right, let's go. <laughs> you know, like everybody's really excited and yeah. the children's theater we're like, sure, we'll, bu- we'll build your vinyl boxes and all uh-huh. that. So it, it's really amazing. Um, I love that and same thing for 40 days. Like we're talking two to the 2 We're talking, you know, like there's so many people. Um, it's, it's so fantastic. legitimately
0: 40 days. Like every day would be something. Yes. Not
1: taking like Tuesdays as a rest day. Nope. 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 And like some of our events mm-hmm. are going to be digital, um, Yeah. but there's definitely going to be something. Content every day. Every day, which wow. is super exciting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's pretty <laughs> ambitious, but I think, you know, it's, it's, gonna be um super exciting Mm -hmm. um but we're kicking off so we're gonna have our season launch party in the fall and then our first production is tosca which is like our big return to like large-scale productions too it's gonna be at the southern but i know it's it's Mm -hmm. also like sonically there it's i think it's gonna be incredible um but the idea is it's a two uh level tier set where Mm -hmm. the orchestra is actually going to be going to be 10 feet in the air so it's really going to push the sound. Like, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, I'm really excited. Hopefully they don't have Fear of Heights. They're, not, they're fully walled in. They'll well, be fine. Um, actually,
0: Fear of Heights in that theater. I can't go on the top.
1: Oh, 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 right, down, right, right. OK, like, right. OK. You got to hold this, on to the handrails. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, t- Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, yeah like that's that. a challenge. Yeah. So we're doing that, and I'm super excited about that. When I, is that one? Um, so it's uh, December 18 and 19. Oh, cool it's gonna be incredible mm. um and i mean her cast is insanely talented too and uh, stage director she directed don giovanni so oh, cool. so i think people like yeah they really loved her work so mm. i think they'll be mm. excited about that and then it's her first time um working with the music director tiffany chang we Perfect. got this incredible grant to have her come to so we're super pumped to have her from um opera america and then yeah and wow I think like Netflix did us a huge favor because they're making pure drama sexy again so Mm. people Mm -hmm. you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like yeah Bridgerton Mm. yeah excuse me and the gentleman who's the gentleman who's making our costumes Neil Fortin he's actually based in Bath UK which is where they filmed Bridgerton (laughs) so yes and okay so uh, yeah it's gonna be really fun (laughs) yeah Wow. And then in February, we're doing fellow travelers. So Gregory Spears, um, which is about the lavender scare in the McCarthy era. Mm, okay. um, so, you know, spy, government, love, intrigue, let's go. Um, Where is Also at the Southern.
0: Because okay. uh, that's kind of the home. <laughs> yes, mean, yes, yeah. yes, yes, okay. yes,
1: yes. Uh, because we, we are a resident company at Kappa, too. So that's true. Yeah. Okay. No, Definitely. absolutely. Yeah. And then after that, we're taking over it's the city. <laughs> we're <laughs> going to be everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But we've been doing, oh my God. I mean. You guys have been busy. We've been very busy. it has been a year. Because we've also had our salon mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. which is like adult education, online learning, which is super fun. It's with other opera companies throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is like, I'm going to use the word that made you laugh, but it's for people who are opera curious. So it's not like you're experiencing <laughs> opera. I kind of want to use that in my daily life. You mm-hmm. should. But anyway, I, I I do at the <laughs> office. The time, yeah. <laughs> but I, I just feel like it's important to understand, like, people, er- everyone loves something that's somewhat related to opera. Mm-hmm. So that's why I call them opera curious, yeah. because I feel like it's the best segue to like yes you actually love opera yeah. and you don't realize it yeah
0: mm. well and so. i'm weird because my mom is an opera singer so right, i right. also grew up with yeah it. i mean it's not that wasn't something i had to learn but i yeah. remember i actually got dumped in sixth grade because i took my boyfriend to an opera <gasps> and then he told all of his friends cool. and he said well he's still one of my good friends but is it you not bad no. No. Not. <laughs> it's our friend nate I was, I was um, like that would be awkward. <laughs> but no he dumped me. no i like opera <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Well, Nate did too. I don't know why
1: he, he was trying to be cool. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Also in sixth grade. Like, it was Ooh. sixth
0: grade. He also called, he, he made fun of me because in the sixth grade talent show, I sang yeah. on my own. Aww. And I wore, uh, why sixth grade? I don't know why. Yeah. But I wore like these boots and the raincoat. And yeah. he called them hooker boots. And ta- I know. He was really mean to me <laughs> when we broke up. <laughs> wow. For those two years that we dated. He <laughs> was
1: very uncomfortable, clearly.
0: <laughs> oh, Nate. Sorry, Nate. Love you. But. <laughs> Hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> he's not. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I know him well enough. It's so interesting, though, to see, you know, because I, I've gotten to hang out with you guys a lot this year. Yeah. And it's, you know, telling people, I went to the opera. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. Go to the opera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Like, it's it's cool. And yeah. seeing what y'all did with, with Don Giovanni, yeah. which was one of our dog's names. That's, oh, that's good. our family. We used to. Nice. I didn't have any say in it. Yeah. We had we had Stanzi Costanza. Oh, that's cute. Who went to the farm. Oh, yes, While we of were on vacation. Yes, um, yes, yes. Well. Stanzi was not a very good dog. <laughs> 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 she tried to bite my dad's toe off, and they are like, yeah, we're going to take her to the farm. Oh, no. Yeah. We weren't great with that. And then Don Giovanni was our Yorkie. Got it. That oh. lived for 17 years. Oh, yeah, 17's a good number. There you go. <laughs> Not great by the end of Dr. No. Your Body's Life. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, oh. But it is. I think that that's, it is such a stigma of, Yeah. I I wouldn't understand it, or I wouldn't know yeah. what's
1: happening. Yeah, and there are operas in English. Mm-hmm. Shocker.
0: There are operas. There are subtitles. Yeah,
1: and, and there are subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just also think, for for a while when you go to opera you're like i don't connect to these characters i don't know who they are like Mm -hmm. this is not my everyday life you know like this is so um i think there's been a a huge shift and that was one of the reasons actually i was interested in working in the us was one there was like this like renaissance of Mm -hmm. what is opera yeah and also um just developing the american opera repertoire there's so many Fantastic new works, and and that mm-hmm. to me was very exciting. So I don't. How long does it take a person to write an opera? I don't think it would take. Uh, I would say about two years. Yeah, it's a lot. It, it's a lot, um, and it's it's amazing also because a lot of people are like, okay, I need a world premiere. You know, like mm-hmm. every you know like every six months or whatever. And then I think what really helped kind of shape that, but it it wasn't necessarily always good. Mm -hmm. Um, But but what helped shape that was a lot of grants were like, we're actually going to give you development money and not production money. Mm -hmm. And so people were like, oh, okay. Now we're going to let you listen to it before the premiere. Because it's so expensive to bring an orchestra in the room. So Where um, do you find
0: find the people to perform? I mean, is it just yeah. like a network? Do you it's just, I know this person, can we bring them in kind of thing?
1: Um, it, it's it's a little bit of all of that. Okay. Um, so, so just like in theater, you do auditions, yeah. um, but also this year has been a little different because it's pandemic year, mm-hmm. so um, like a funny story, um, so when I arrived at Opera Columbus, actually most of the casting for Bohem was not coming, and nobody knew that um so people were like stuck in Greece or in different countries and 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 things like that. Yeah. And so um our Musetta, mm-hmm. um, who was in in both um cast productions. I actually found her on YouTube. And it really? was it was so funny oh because I, like I had an idea of how sassy I wanted her mm-hmm. and to kind of like what she would sound like and so I just went on her like on a, on the hunt of like you know looking who had performed it and there was really nobody that I mean, there's some fantastic musettos out there, but, like... What she wanted. Yeah. but It wasn't what I wanted, and this is... This was a production that was supposed to happen in a warehouse. Like, I mm-hmm. wanted her fun and light and, like, adventure. Anyway, so... And, and also, sound sonically, what she... Where mm-hmm. We wanted her. So, um, yeah, found her on YouTube and reached out. And oh <laughs> it was kind of funny. Yes. And, and, and it was very sweet because um, on the first day, we were doing a photo shoot, and she was like, Julia, I never ask you, but how did you hear of me? And I was like, YouTube. And she was like, I never thought that, that would, would work. Which <laughs> <laughs> should
0: encourage yes, everybody absolutely. to put your stuff out there.
1: But like, um, so one of her memes, I had just worked with her. So the other thing that we did, um, with, opera columbus tri-cities opera omaha and in a hong kong opera company called Morden musical so we did a film of Bohem in new york city set mm-hmm. you know yeah. in new york yeah. like we kind of recontextual recontextualize it in mm-hmm. english um <laughs> uh, but so she was she had just been her mimi and her name is bijou and she's phenomenal and when i found out we lost one of her mimi's i texted her it was like time to learn it in english and she was like what and i was like yep in two months, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. So she, yeah, she was fearless and it was amazing. And then or Rodolfo, so I had worked with him quite a few times and he had done it. So he was in the Baz Lerman mm-hmm. Bohem production on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, he knows the piece really well. Mm-hmm. And when I reached out to him, I was like, okay, we're doing it in English. Is it okay? Because sometimes you're so used to singing it one yeah. way, it's actually yeah. harder. And he was like, "No, like, give me a challenge, Julian." I was like, "Okay,
0: great," because it doesn't always
1: specifically translate. No, yeah. But for both productions, something that was important for us because of the pandemic is it had to be ninety minutes. We didn't want an, yeah. an intermission. It's just not fair to anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the audience is just like starts moving <laughs> in their seats mm-hmm. and like yeah. So um, for Don Giovanni, it was a, it, it was a little tricky because they had already been preparing so much for a different production, and all of mm. a sudden I was like, 180 everyone! Pivot! Pivot! Yeah. Our favorite know. word yes. uh, of the season. Pivot! Yeah, <laughs> I love that Friends episode. So good with the couch. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, what? No, <laughs> I know Friends. No, you no, do no, know, she friends. know she knows so friends. I've seen all of, all yes. of, all of Really?
0: Yeah, many times. I yeah. loved it. And The Office, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. This many is what times. astonishes me about what, what's your generation? <laughs> I don't even mean, know. You, you know, we
3: were talking about this. I was talking about this yesterday with somebody. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm Z because my sister is Z and she's six years younger, and we're so different. Uh, yeah. Mm. But I, I would be like a baby millennial. But I yeah. feel like I'm in the in between where we don't have a name.
0: Yeah.
4: Mm.
3: Do you you're, know what they call limbo. us now?
0: Geriatric
1: millennials.
0: <laughs> Interesting. It is.
3: That's I would straight up never, rude. I would never
0: use that. That is rude. Yeah.
1: Geriatric? I don't, I don't
0: anything? View you as geriatric. I forgot what
1: what is the term for my generation. Hold on. I wrote it down because. It always cracks me up.
0: <laughs> Not geriatric, I hope.
1: No, I'm something else. I'm like in well, it's like limbo, I guess. But um, what on. year? What year were you born? I'm 81. Okay, so we're 80. Cusping. Um, yeah. Cuspers. Zenial. Yeah. Zenxenial. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 77 to 83. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. When the original Star Wars trilogy was released. That's why. That's sweet wh- spot okay. for us. Okay. for Yeah. Some, yeah. Some and, us. and so, <laughs> and we experience analog and, uh, digital. and digital. Yep. Some yeah.
0: people call us the latchkey generation. Yeah. Because we're just kind of left up to our own devices. Yeah. <laughs> which I think that's... Yeah. 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 But I like our generation. It, yeah.
1: Whatever I, we are. I love it.
0: I feel like <laughs> we all kind of understand. Yes. You got to put the pedal to the metal.
1: Exactly. We understand yeah. we have to learn more.
0: Uh-huh. And which we, is nice. We need and when to, we're comfortable. We need to change. We need yeah. to be okay
1: with change. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I mean, to me, that's so exciting, mm-hmm. too. It's like there's so much to learn
0: there is Mm. why okay so this is a weird question because i'm coming from a theatrical musical theater We talk about why do we sing yeah in a musical yeah because the emotion is gets more that you can't speak it you have to sing it so opera what do we explain why opera
1: yeah i mean so i i'm gonna i'm gonna answer another question first which is like what's the difference in style Mm -hmm. from opera to musical theater Mm because i I think that's important because um opera is the parent of musical theater Mm -hmm. right um and in opera singing is all about making it look effortless Mm -hmm. right and so it's like i'm hitting a high note but it's gotta look like i'm doing none of the work Mm -hmm. whereas in musical theater and i think a lot of that has to do with also pop culture Mm -hmm. and and all that it's like when it sounds hard, like when you're watching Wicked and she's about to hit that high note, even though she's an opera singer, it has to look like it's hard work. And like even like You've the way they express yeah. it, they're like, oh, yeah, I just hit it, mm-hmm. you know. Um And so I think in terms of that's why I like to say opera is like the Olympics of all art forms because mm-hmm. it's everything heightened. Right. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: And for me. The music and opera is a psychology so the composer is actually telling you what the emotions are and the mm-hmm. colors and like mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you watch psycho the movie right mm. and like you know when you hear eh, 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 you, yeah. know coming, you know it's right? coming right yeah. like it's the same thing in opera <laughs> whereas in musical and i don't want to i don't want to diminish it because i i don't think it's all fluff and bubblegum, right. but there's a lightness to it yeah and it's it's its mission is to entertain you, mm-hmm. whereas opera, its mission is to actually take you on a journey. Yeah. Um, and I think because of opera, where like 90% of, I'm going to say the, I'm going to say something terrible, but like the older generation yeah. of operas, where it always ends up in tragedies and drama. So for musicals, people are like, please, can people live? Yeah. Can people be happy? Can we, Or at least you know what I mean, something
0: at the end. So yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Or what's my lesson? I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, but but I, I, I don't want us to underestimate musicals either.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, like, for example, Hairspray. At first, you can be like, oh, that is pure bubble gum. It's so sweet and lovely. But the messages behind mm-hmm. it is yes. incredible. It's so rich. And like, and so I think it's tricky and and you have to negotiate that. So it's it's just a, a different, a little art form. What makes me laugh is people always are like, oh my God, opera is so old. Like, I don't connect with that at all. It's only 300 years old. Is it mm. really? Yeah, it's only three hundred years old. Huh. When you're looking at a painting, you're not like, Oh my god, that painting's so old. Yeah. You know what I some, mean? Like, some of them are good. <laughs> yeah. And I those mean, can like, be I work
0: at the art museum. <laughs> but
1: you know what I mean? Like those can be nine hundred thousand years that's true, old. Yeah. And 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 it doesn't have that reputation and mm-hmm. it's so funny. And I think it's because people are so excited about musical and you know, the glitz and glam mm. the, and that in contrast opera you're like, Oh, that's serious and it's not. It's super fun it is so and i think like one of the reasons why i love opera is it that, and, and that's my other like advocacy mission in life is like making people realize that it's a genre like you go to movies there's romance mm-hmm. there's horror it's the same thing yeah. in opera yeah there's like large scales there's black box there's mm-hmm. new works you know like yeah. I don't know. There's a company in Boston. They, they most their specialty is actually doing all operas that have to do with vampires. So you, you don't know. You know, like they But but that's what's exciting wow. to me. Okay. Um, and so that's that's what we're doing at Opera Columbus. It's like we're 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 reaching out to different audiences. Mm-hmm. And that was really important to me when I applied to the job was, like, I wanted a board that was supportive to understand, like, we'll have different audiences to all the shows, but we'll have audiences to all our shows. Because, and and obviously the dream is, like, once you got the immersive um, audience excited and be like, oh, opera's cool, then they will come come see something that's more traditional and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be either. And I think both end Solution is successful. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, like I have all of to it. say
0: that that's, you know, I, even though I grew up with it, it wasn't right. necessarily something that I veered myself right. toward. But yeah. now seeing what y'all have done with it is like, yeah, hmm, oh, yeah.
1: that's cool. Mm. Well, I think what's important is like, so so we're talking about the generational mm-hmm. um, differences. And one of them is when you look at our, so for, let's talk about millennials because mm-hmm. I think like, you know, they're the next generation in terms of like workforce and like, all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but. <and> she, <laughs> but it's like they don't want to just come to a theater, sit down, watch the show and go home. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah. that's not appealing to them. Mm-hmm. They want an event. They want an evening. Yeah. I'm like, why am I paying for a babysitter right now? It's not just to go see a show. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to drink. I want to hang out with my friends. I want to have a conversation. Like I, 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 I don't want to be isolated in, in, right. in a seat. Right. Um, and I think like we learned so much during this pandemic. one, <laughs> when we go to see a live performance, all our hearts beat together, right? So there's that added element Mm -hmm. that we don't get watching Netflix at Mm home. But also we laugh more and we communicate more Mm -hmm. even just by hearing other people in the room. And like laughing is important and it's healthy. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that's also important. So yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. Oh, you can tell I'm very passionate but I her. think so. <laughs> well I'd rather hear that than
0: like nah, it's all right. yeah, <laughs> I've mean, it's alright I'm just this is my day Columbus yeah it's good yeah it's good. Yeah, it's, cool. <laughs> it's gonna be alright yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. for the money right
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's why all artists <laughs> do yeah. their jobs yeah. to yeah. the totally <laughs> but I think that's yeah. what's exciting also about our company it's not just like what are the shows we're producing but like we have the party series mm-hmm. you know there's a Cooper Bing there's our education department like what else are we doing in the community I think that's yeah. important, too. It's yeah. that we're not operating in a vacuum for, mm-hmm. like, very specific age bracket. Some companies do it, and that's did, their thing. Yeah. But, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm not interested in that. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody on our staff is. So.
0: <laughs> Which is great, yeah. and that's the way that it should be. Yeah. Know? And to make it, again, if we're raising yeah. this generation of kids to be more accepting, yeah. and to be open to new experiences.
1: Yeah, and what are those stories that we want to see on stage, right. too? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I think there's a lot to learn from Tosca, but I also think there's a lot to learn from the puppy episode. So, let's go. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, is it? So we always joke in musical theater. like, yeah. What's the worst book
1: or movie you could turn into a musical? And a lot of them. they yeah. Have is yes, it the same opera. <laughs> sorry. <yeah. laughs>
0: well,
1: sorry. I, I'm excited about that one actually because I, I I saw it when it was off Broadway and oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh my god, what is this? You know, it's basically looking. Uh, well, that production was total train wreck but it was mesmerizing because you were like <laughs> what else could happen yeah i mean isn't that the joke with um oh what is that i hate that musical actually carrie no no no, oh. no. um oh it was with nathan lane uh producers yes the producers right okay. where it's like the yeah. whole joke of like oh, the worst thing you can put out that wor- and you don't it's, like the producers. it's the whole of, there's a <laughs> That one was really difficult for me. It's
0: okay. Nathan Lane hasn't been on a podcast yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, he probably anything? won't come. Mel Brooks also. I, yeah. He's probably a little. He's he's getting up there in years. Yeah. It's all
1: good. It's all good. Yeah. Mm. No, their performances actually they were good, but I just I don't really didn't care for that musical. Well, mm-hmm. I I had a yeah that was some difficulties. What is a what is something that could not be an opera? I don't think anything could not they be could an opera. They turn anything into. Yeah. Them. Why yeah. not? Yeah. You
0: know. Why haven't they made Carrie
1: the opera, then? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. you got to find the right composer yeah. and librettos. Yeah, that's true. You know? it's true. So. But they did The Sponge Shining, Bob, the, opera. Pants,
2: the opera. the opera.
1: Yeah, that one would be. It's a For kids. Yeah. education. Yeah. Well, but Spongebob the musical is definitely not for kids.
4: Yeah.
1: I've so heard it's
0: fantastic. It is. I've listened to a little bit of it, it but is. I heard I've it heard it's
2: way better than out. it has any right to be, but yeah.
1: yeah yes. No. It, it it was very clever. Mm-hmm. Um but that one was definitely for adults. There's a lot of adult jokes. You said The yeah. Shining
0: is an, an
1: yeah. opera? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Minnesota Opera did it three years ago. And it's actually, well, oh, no, they were supposed to do it last season because, but then it got canceled. I guess, pandemic, honestly,
0: when you think about the uh, how you define opera, yeah. it probably works better as an opera yeah. as opposed to a musical theater piece. Yeah. Because I would cheese it up. Yeah. And that story, you can't cheese. No, you have to be truthful. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's fun. So did they cast Danny as an adult, like just a mm-hmm. small adult? Yeah. Okay. Small, yeah. Just small. small, small adult. This is very not PC. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A short person. A shorter, a shorter Danny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What other weird, obscure? There's a lot of weird, obscure out there, but mm, yeah. I'm
1: trying to think. Like, I mean, anything can be. What's your favorite?
0: Mm-hmm. I know this is like picking
1: children. Okay, your so opera? Oh, no, it's not difficult for okay. me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, everyone's like, and everyone's like, really? So I love um, Ainadamar by Osvaldo Olio Okay. And it's about uh, Fred- uh, Frederico Garcia Lorca. And so it's oh. about his life at the end of his life and, like, oh. um, his death as well. And I just love the music because it's actually... It feel it's all the sounds that you're familiar with Mm -hmm. um, but it's opera and it it also incorporates electronics into it but very smartly like there's Mm -hmm. like the like horses running that becomes like part of the rhythm and Mm -hmm. you also need a flamenco singer in it like Mm -hmm. it's all yeah and to me that's what opera is it's like multi um, like whatever media but also sounds and things, things like That's that, amazing. which, yeah. Oh, Lorca. So one day, one day we'll do that. Um,
0: we did a Lorca show yeah. in college. Yerma. Oh, I, I don't remember much about it, yeah. but I do remember at one point we had to run, we were in a, a three quarter thrust. Yeah. We had to run down the sides and then lean on the ground and just breathe heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and there was one night it didn't go for, it. I was like,
1: yeah, whoa, whoa. Okay. Well, yeah. about
0: to pass out. But yeah. That was a, it's a weird show. Lorca's an interesting playwright.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's sad. He is very sad. Well, his life was even more tragic. So okay. it's about a lot of his loves as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was, anyway, I, I love that piece. we okay. um, so did in 12 years ago and that was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm also really interested in exploring, like deconstructing operas and kind of like making them relevant to us today. So. Yeah feel like there's so many magic flutes but like how can you interpret it to kind of get us excited yeah accessible all the magic flutes yeah so
0: many magic flutes
1: there are so yeah um and and it's definitely one of my least favorites magic flutes which is i know shocking and everyone's Mm -hmm. gonna No, but it's, I mean, it's a well-known one, you know, sometimes the most well-known or not. Yes. I mean, it's one of the top five most produced operas in Mm. the world. Mm. Um, But so for me, it's actually like, I'm interested in the, what would make me like it. Mm. And so I feel like then that would also excite more people. True. True. (laughs) Whatever that answer is. And, and yeah.
0: Do you, is it a struggle with new works to get audiences in if they haven't heard of it before?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's not like not heard of the opera before, it has to do with never heard of the composer before. Mm-hmm. So it's actually getting them familiarized with what they sound like yeah. um, and getting them excited okay. that way. And then I think once you hook them in you're like, oh, this is actually, this music is, is accessible.
4: Because
1: mm-hmm. I feel like people, think oh new music opera it's definitely like nails being scratched on a board or something right like that's what yeah, they just think, like oh yeah. my god like what's yeah. gonna happen and so i think it's kind of like demystifying that and getting them excited um and then of course like if you say like the subject matter is xyz then mm-hmm. people are like oh yeah totally I yeah mean, like i did an opera like 12 years ago no nine years ago about um, Sarah Palin and Joe Biden, like it was about the VP debate. Oh my gosh! And the composer was genius. Like he found the rhythms into like because Biden kept repeating the same sentences, so mm-hmm. that became like kind of like the the framework of the opera and gosh. kind of yeah. Mm. And so it's kind of like getting people excited about that. It's this
0: world that you, it's almost like yeah. you don't even know it, it exists out there to have a hundred percent. Yeah,
1: and then sometimes it's a subject matter. It's like. Yeah like it's easier for me to sell you like hey there's an opera about Biden and Sarah Palin than like have you heard of Curtis Hughes I did mm-hmm. um, also the world premiere there's an opera about Ruth Bader Ginsburg you know and, and right, yeah and it's super fun and so it was working with the the composer and, and being like okay how can we structure it how can we do things um, so that it's accessible for the audience but yeah. That one was a trip because it was definitely the first opera I've ever worked on that like Secret Service had to come and like
0: <laughs> everything
1: because she came to see it. Oh, she oh, wow. know, yeah, it did! Oh my God! Yeah. How did she feel about that? She loved it. And did she really? And and what was so amazing? So first of all, she's a huge she was. Pardon, oh. I'm still learning the oh, yeah. <laughs> um, But she was a huge opera fan, hmm. and and um, like. She, she actually performed a few times at Washington National Opera on stage like a, in the chorus Or I mean, I mean like she would be a super or something okay, yeah. super sweet um, but like once that production started taking off, then she would go across the country and actually be there and meet the singers and like can you imagine performing ruth and then like getting to shake her hand after the show that, that would, scares me
0: crap. crap yeah yeah to play anybody living yeah yeah oh, you know, like the tina turner music, hard. Uh, yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah to emulate yeah somebody's story
1: there's something like so amazing and special when you're there with um like a like, if the composer or the librettist are alive, because you can ask them questions, mm-hmm. they can tweak it around your yeah. voice or whatever. Um, but it's a completely different story of like, and the person you're representing is alive, and let's have that conversation. are like, okay, do I honor them? Yeah. Do I do my take on them? Do yeah. I, you know?
4: Yeah.
1: It's kind of like some actors, they won't read the book of the film they're doing versus, you know, mm-hmm. actually doing full on their research. I mm. think everyone has a yeah. different process, but.
0: Yeah, <laughs> actors always
1: read the book ahead of
0: time. Oh, oh sure, sure. <laughs> Sending this out to my students. Oh, <laughs> dear students, read the books. Dear students, do the research. Do yes. The
1: thing. I mean, I for me, I feel like you you do the work and then you choose to embrace it or ignore yeah. it. But yeah. I think it's important to be able to make that. Absolutely,
0: at least to know. Decision. Be like, well, I don't really know anything. But
1: about yeah. It, but. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm so glad you. Thank you.
0: Awesome. So sorry, I rambled oh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, this it's is a funny. Our medium is rambling. Yes. <laughs> oh, <perfect>. I told <laughs> you. It's
1: professionally, just a conversation. Proper <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Yeah.
0: We. I always bring this up. We had one that we talked about the days for about twenty minutes. Oh yeah. Of the, wow. of the
4: oh
2: yeah. Podcast. We've had lots of like long really, conversations yeah. about.
3: Yeah. yeah. Random things. It's yeah. fun to listen to though. That way. Like, I don't, Thank you. Because you feel like you're part of it. Well, right, like, if you want to... If it's an interview, like, yeah. just, like, go read the article. Like, yeah. I feel like it's more fun to learn about the people you already know exist, maybe. Yeah. Because, like, Cause, like right. interviews,
2: like, we always... We've had people in, like... Um, Joyce Beatty was one of them where mm-hmm. she started off and she kind of had like the the wall up mm-hmm. and then as soon as you asked like it was like there was a question about like where she grew up or something like that yeah, or like I whatever like, and she was like oh yeah and she immediately yeah. like the wall drops oh, and you get like straight through to the real person yeah. and then you get like the actual yeah. conversation well and
0: even my yeah. mom I had my mom yeah. on it was fun. nice um, but the beginning you know she was kind of like this by the end of the interview or interview the podcast she was literally in the chair like yeah, this the whiskey oh. and a so, cigarette
1: <laughs> <laughs> well honey this is what happened when you were born somebody. <laughs> no, it's like,
0: and that's this is just what we like about yeah. it yeah but the, you know to hear who you are yeah it's exciting and i'm human <laughs> what? No, you guys are doing amazing stuff. I'm well, so you. excited for for where you are headed, and I'm thank so you. proud of what you guys are doing. So, well, we love you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. so but it do. just for me having this horrific time of not doing anything. Right. To see the steps that
1: y'all took, just yeah. to Hey, let's just make something. Happen. Yeah. And and. I have to say that's huge thanks to our board, because they could have said, no, Julia, we will start up in the fall, you know, and that they were like, we will lose money. We will have less audience, but we will make a show. (laughs) I'll so. never
3: forget your reaction was the best reaction after Don Giovanni because you came up to me after because I was standing as everyone was leaving and you just looked at me like with the sincerest mm-hmm. face and you were like thank you oh. and you like had tears to not and, like, to not
0: have that though I mean yeah, t- yeah. for so long yeah. th- one of our one of our podcast guests uh Billy Zen came in during the pandemic and played guitar and I wept on stage oh. just because it's it had been so long to experience yeah. Any yeah. that.
1: It's, it's like
2: going so long without hearing like actual music performed like well, yeah. in person and then yeah. hearing it for the first time it's like it's intoxicating yeah. especially
1: be- when it's your
0: passion yes. Yes. you know what I mean like, oh yeah and I yeah. though this year freaking sucked yeah I think yeah. it's important for us as artists to look back on it like yeah. Now we see why it's important to do resilient. What we do. Yep. Yeah. They threw
2: it into stark relief, which is great. Yeah. And that's I mean there's a lot of negative crap that came out of the past year, but there's some really good
0: Yeah, I think it's good. Know,
2: focus on the good stuff and, and hit that as hard
0: as you Plus,
1: can. we all got yeah. some good vocal rest. here. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? You're right. Yeah. Do you? What's and
2: now we have Zoom calls I all know. the time, which is great, and we love those.
1: Part of me loves it. Part
3: of me hates it. <laughs> you have like
1: about
3: eight more today, right? Yeah. Do you really? Do you have one at twelve thirty? Uh, I will say, I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll take
2: a Zoom call over an in-person meeting any day of the week. Really? Any day of the week. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That makes me um, feel good. Yeah, either.
1: no, you're right. Well, right
2: that's, that, it's different in that situation. But like, if it's like a like businessy type thing, I'd rather just sit down, do the Zoom call, get it done rather than, you know. Chat it out. Yeah, rather than like going someplace, yeah. sitting down. See,
3: I'm the opposite. Uh, that's I was like, so excited that we came here.
0: So yeah, it, it's hard. Yeah, well, this good. is my
2: yeah. Like podcasting in person is so much better than over oh,
0: yeah, Zoom.
2: yeah.
0: But I mean, Zoom has given us a good opportunity to Zoom speak is with yeah. Zoom is great too.
2: People
1: who to are, are not, people. yeah. 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 We, yeah. Had, we, had so. awesome. we had
0: we had Dwyer Brown on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So. Field of awesome. Dreams, really cool. Dad. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <if you're> listening. <laughs> so yeah. that so that was on Zoom, so you could use camera. yeah.
2: That's the that is another benefit of the Zoom thing. Yeah, something that.
0: Because no. the initial intent of this was to have just no. Columbus people. Right. No. People of Columbus. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, I like Dwyer Brown. He was born in Ohio. Let's do this thing, you know, so. Fun. Yeah. Okay. And even just people like Dante out in New York. Yeah. I just liked him playing. Yeah. Nice. So,
2: and that was the cool part about the Zoom thing. Yeah. It was just being able to get some of those folks in, you know, but now I'm kind of like, I don't like the audio that you get out of it <laughs> or anything like that. So like using it for podcasts, no yeah. thank you
0: anymore. It's hard. But, yeah. I'm um, sorry. Social media. You guys are <coughs> very, very prominent on social media. We're active, yes. I love <laughs> that, love it. So where can we find a, everything that we need to know information-wise socially? At opera.columbus on Instagram.
3: Everywhere else is Opera Columbus. And then Julia's NM Studio, right? Yes. And my account's private, so I won't... I won't post <laughs> myself, but I'll post that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like a lot of social media managers that weirdly like you... You I hide your social media stuff. is half my job, yeah. but like
0: mm-hmm. I'm private on social media. Yeah, when yeah. yes. well, well, so you do it for a living, you have to have that separation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. That's um, smart. We've learned a lot. I don't know how you do it. It
3: drives <laughs> it drives me insane. You know, it helps. Like I grew up with it enough yeah, that that's it's true. second nature. Like not to the extent of my sister who had it since she was like ten. Hmm. but having it like as a teen I feel like which is like you were saying scary uh-huh <laughs> yeah but oh it, yeah because
1: we were stupid when we were kids yeah I mean yeah, yeah
0: same uh-huh yeah yeah
1: but we didn't no, have we didn't cameras have... on our phone uh-huh. first of all we didn't have phones we,
0: have phones,
1: we didn't know. have cell phones so. I
0: remember getting excited to get a
1: phone in my room yes that was too. a deal and then a private line I never had that oh yeah that was like that yeah, became I had a, a thing a private
2: line well yeah. my sister and I shared a private line yeah yeah exactly line,
1: because the parents were like, "No way, yeah. <laughs> we're not dealing." Well, it was after like, like being also, glued on the yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was also like once modem started using the uh, phone lines yeah. and everything, yeah. and it was like, yeah,
1: yeah. And then in France, we had minitab before mm. uh, internet. Mm. That's how old I am. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then
0: I, I didn't have email yeah. till college. Yeah, same. We didn't have the internet till same. college. Same. And, and then, then we
1: had AOL rooms. Yeah. Was still, like, And then Facebook was grad school, and it was actually my Mm. students who were like, Julia, you have to join this thing called Facebook. And I was like, I just learned MySpace. What is this? And they were like, no, no, you have, it's only Harvard and Boston University. It's super (laughs) exclusive. And I was like, okay. Because that's how it started, right? That's how it started. It was more like a weird dating thing, though, (laughs) at the beginning. It was definitely like, hookups. yeah. Yeah. And then it became like an actual social thing and it, it used to be you only you could only join if you had a dot edu mm-hmm. oh really yeah and then it so it was all the colleges across mm-hmm. uh, the US and then it became like um, no, public. It's yeah. the
2: keys to your life yeah. Facebook yeah. Yeah. but
1: then that's when you're like I was like to my student I'm like I'm not friending you I do not want to know why you're not hitting things on the hunt yeah, <laughs> so it it's gonna make me more upset yeah, yeah. so it's such a weird yeah social media is just I, that is weird i i learned how to send i mean you know this but i learned how to send drawings via fax mm, how much do we use fax now yeah
0: i don't yeah. i couldn't send it fax. yeah I, I i think the last time i had to i had to go in and ask for help with Yeah,
1: like i don't know what
0: Writing a check. I don't know how to write a check anymore. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I could write.
1: I don't have There are
2: still industries that rely on faxing. Like Yes.
1: The they do. I, I like have the, one board member who's like, can I fax you something? And I was like, like, can you take a can you? I don't know.
2: Is that <laughs> possible? <don't> <laughs> how do you do that? I where like, would that come out? I was
1: like, I don't know where it's going to go. But anyway. The
0: fax yeah. is weird. That was always yeah. a weird one. Just...
2: It was sort know. of that halfway yeah. in between like sending somebody a letter and sending somebody an email. Yeah. And it's yeah. sort of like yeah. that well, it's kind of it kind like of there. The, it was
1: like the laser disc. Yeah. yeah. Or like yeah. photocopies. I remember when like yeah. all of a sudden it was like what elementary school it was like, yeah. oh, we get to make Xeroxes. Yeah. So, and and <laughs> was Xerox. Yeah. 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 And it was blue ink too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was funny. Uh, anyway, good times. Now we sound you. really no. old. it's like none of
0: this is at all. Thank you guys so much. This was yeah, thanks for was you.
2: awesome. And, uh, thank you for <laughs> thank listening you. to Speak Easily. Boxland Media. Think big.